we invite you, Holy Spirit, to move amongst us, to set our hearts and minds on fire with love for you. Remind us from Scripture of the Lord Jesus, of his will and purposes, of his mission in the world. Through the written word and the spoken word, may we know your living word, Jesus Christ our Saviour. Amen. Amen. The end of semester brings focus, maybe particularly uh, the end of a course of study brings focus for Brian and for Julie, but the hopes and possibilities of the early days of semester, looking forward to the year, by now have kind of been sifted, maybe shifted. <laughs> Assignments have been completed, exams loom large for some. For Jesus in John 17, his earthly ministry is drawing to a close. His huge cross-shaped exam, what an examination looms large. It's rushing towards him with a crushing inevitability. Like a huge and towering tsunami. Unstoppable. The incredible journey that is shared with his friends and companions. The one that began by that lake in Galilee has come to its pre-resurrection conclusion and climax. And so, Jesus prays. The first thing that I, conclusion that I draw from this is that Jesus clearly believes in prayer. Now, that might seem a pretty obvious statement to make, but actually, Jesus is the one who knows God's intention. He knows the outcome and yet even the Lord Christ does not diminish in his commitment to pray. Uh, recently uh, a lady in our congregation of some of us was Mormons became a believer. What is your uh, She comes from a complicated background, let me say. She's been estranged from her daughter and had never met her granddaughter. She mentioned on Sunday that an opportunity had arisen for her to go and visit. I prayed one of those quick after church in the refreshment area prayers. I prayed that it would go well. Followed the prayer up the next day with a phone call, didn't get through, sent a text message. Put this text message back. Hi Len, sorry I couldn't take your call. I'm at work. Yesterday was so amazing. It really well. Thank you for having us in your place. Well, it works. I'm convinced. 
one of my areas of ministry is to work with uh, uh, African Christians from the south of Sudan. And at one stage I was exploring with some of my southern Sudanese uh, church leaders a possible place for them to meet um, and to gather as a regular community. I took them around to a number of Anglican churches and one particular church which had space in their program and might have been a convenient place they commented to me this place is too close to the houses of the neighbours I I couldn't quite follow why that was a problem (laughs) that seemed to be an advantage but uh, they said to me and explained that when they have their all night prayer meetings it would disturb the neighbours and they would get upset. You see, these church leaders, like Jesus, believed in prayer. Uh, someone I know very well comes from a non-Christian background. Family were agnostic. Um, and yet, she had an aunt who prayed. And through what probably in the first instance was a bit of a fog and uh, a clambering after belief that came to points of crisis, Jesus came into her life in a transforming way. But it works. And Jesus believed in prayer. And we have an opportunity to see some of the insights of that prayer in the record of John. We're at the end of the prayer. He's already prayed for his disciples. Uh, Turn with me to uh, John chapter 17 and let's look at verse 20. As Anthea has so helpfully reminded us, the prayer is a prayer for us. Jesus prays for those who are not yet believers. My prayer is not just for my companions, not just for the apostolic group. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Well, that's me. That's you. Uh, Tom Wright really uh, is snuck on the money when he says that the church is only ever one generation away from extinction. Uh, the church depends on the message continuing to be passed along. And Jesus prays that the message will be passed along and that people will respond. Jesus is praying, I think, across the generations and anachronistically around the globe. Jesus is praying for all people and all time. To use Johannine language, he's praying for the world. That the world might come to know that he has been sent by the Father. He prays for unity, but much, much more than unity. Um, 
there's a lot that's written about this prayer and about unity, but the kind of unity just stretches my mind. Um, it's like one of those theology classes where you're trying to hold together the riches of what seem to be sometimes competing truths, and it feels like your whole brain is being reconfigured. He prays that those who don't yet know him may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. This is not some kind of token unity, some lowest common denominator sense of what can we agree on and just push to the side the things we don't really care about so much or perhaps care about too much. Just as the Father is in the Lord Christ and the Son is in the Father. May they also be in us. We sometimes think individualistically of Christ being in our life. But Jesus is here praying that actually all the believers who come to know him through his message will be in him and in the Father. May they be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. The crux of the belief is in Christ. That he is the one sent by the Father. It's actually language that resonates to me with, with the pr prophets who often uh, uh, are announcing a word and saying what will take place and then they will know that you sent me as God's prophet. But here, the prophet's prophet is the one that we need to know. Jesus says that he has given the glory that has been given to him by the Father. And in this context, Johannine scholars know that that's a glory that has the shape of suffering and the cross. I've given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Kind of, I can't quite get a picture into my brain that encompasses the directions of who is in who. It's, it's a very, very full sense of our being in Christ in God and God in Christ being in us. That's the unity for which Jesus prays. Then he repeats that the world will know that you sent me. And have loved them even as you have loved them. Uh, Jesus loves us. Jesus loves the world. 
child so loved the world and he wants the world to know that they are loved. That is the prayer of Jesus. Father, I want those you've given to me to be with me where I am, to see my glory. I think this glory goes beyond the glory of the cross. I think this is the glory that is his eternal glory. Of course, always through the lens of the cross. To see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know And they know that you've sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known. That's our prayer. In order that the love that you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. The Archbishop of Canterbury is calling on people to commit to pray, to pray that God's kingdom would come into particular lives. I've committed myself to pray for five people. And I see myself as joining with Jesus in his prayer when I do that. I'm praying that people will come to know Christ and therefore know the love of God and how they are in that kind of union with God through Christ, through his death and resurrection. I'm praying also that we can the world with prayer. That five friends, five communities might be able to know Christ. Or maybe they've gone away. Maybe drawn back with a Christian fellowship and Christian living. That they may be set on fire with love for Jesus, for Jesus who prays this way. Are you willing to join Jesus in this prayer? Are you willing to pray in these kind of terms for five people? Maybe you've given it some thought, maybe you've already begun to pray. Can I suggest a few ways to pray? How about every time you walk past the chapel on the way to get a coffee or just on your way out of the campus, pause for a moment and think of time. Maybe at each meal, as you give thanks as you always do, you might also thank God for 
inspire people and help for them. Or every time you have a conversation with someone, as you go away, pray for them. Or every time you kind of have one of those Facebook interchanges or other social media uh, connections, don't just waste your time flipping to the next thing. Pause. To hold them in the prayer of Jesus. We pray that God's kingdom would come into particular lives. That another generation of the church may come into being as people know Christ and the one who sent him. Heavenly Father, <coughs> continue to teach us how to pray. Help us to join in your prayer. Help us to be committed to pray that your kingdom would come, your will would be done in particular lives and in ours. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.